Not Guilty Podcast. This is the podcast where three friends discuss movies that one of us secretly loves, even though the world tells us not to. This week we're taking a look through the telescopes across the universe, which is the movie that we're talking about. Come with us as we go on a magical mystery tour together. Stoked to be here. My name is Alex. I'm Kyle. And I'm Chris. And today we're talking about Across the Universe. All right. And this was a submission made by? Oh, uh, that would be me. And this is Chris. Yeah. So we're talking about uh, Across the Universe, the uh, the 2000 and something. Is it 12? 2007. 2007 oh. film. Man, that's 10 years. A decade. Happy birthday, movie. <laughs> so, Kyle uh, or Chris, why don't you tell us uh, tell us what made you uh, no, make us watch this? <laughs> let's still let's have Kyle do it. Okay. All right. Once upon a time, there was a land called Across the Universe. Ah, yes, Across the Universe land. I've heard of it. Yeah. So, why I made you watch this is because it's the best movie you will ever watch. That's a good. That's a good defense. I like mm. that. That's all right. You've won me over. All right, cool. All right, this has been uh, whatever this show is called. See you later. All right, Kyle, would you give us a synopsis of uh, Across the Universe? Like, what what's this movie? What's this? I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and, and let you try and explain what this movie is. This is basically a better Moulin Rouge and a little less better yes. Forrest Gump. Um, a less better Forrest Gump because Forrest Gump travels. I don't get it, but I agree. Well. Take a look at this, all right? Forrest Gump travels through the years of the 50s, the 70s, the 80s. Across the Universe also does the same. It, it's kind of a... It starts in the 1950s. We end up in the 60s. Barely. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're towards the end of the 50s. We're at the cusp of the mm. 50s. And uh, so, yeah, I would say uh, it had some Forrest Gump vibes. All right, let's dive into it. Uh, okay, Chris, so... Uh, what, what made you uh, decide to choose this movie for this week? Well, um, this is actually what got me into the Beatles. Like, I already liked them. Like, I had heard, I believe, it was Rubber Soul and Sgt. Peppers at this point. And I liked both, but I wasn't really into them. And then I checked this movie out based on a recommendation. And I was actually, I hate to use this word, but moved by it. When did you first see this movie, Alex? Me? Uh, this was the first time, the like watching <laughs> oh. it the other day. I'll tell you one thing. I I I saw some of it. I fast forward forwarded through this movie. I'm trying to remember the circumstance. I think I was trying to like s- listen to a part of a song or something like that. So just, I saw this movie in ten times the speed. Just fast forward through all the Beatles songs. <laughs> was uh, there? Was it all Beatles songs, or was there? Like yeah, exception. girl, yeah. Yeah, it's all Beatles. It's all the Beatles. So, yeah, I don't... I, um, Who are the Beatles again? And the thing is... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, Bono. Do you feel like... <laughs> do you feel like you have to be a fan of the Beatles to enjoy this movie? Um, Probably. <laughs> I, uh, to be fair, though, um, like I said, I didn't really like the Beatles until I saw this movie. 
And then after watching it, I went out and bought everything. Every album. Yeah. Okay. I love early Beatles. Mm. You know, I used to prefer the early stuff, but more the Crustaceous period. Yeah. (laughs) Are we talking? Whenever we talk about Beatles, we've got to refer to them as like the Crustaceous period. (laughs) There, you know, when they talk about yellow submarines. Is it Crustaceous or Cretaceous? All right. So, uh, Beatles. This is a movie. That's all about how the Beatles got together um, your, and your came up with all their songs. Earlier question was, do you have to be a Beatles fan to, uh-huh. to watch the movie? I want to say I don't think so. You don't? Are you a Beatles fan? I am, but well, I don't know if you're. But impartial. no, no, no. But but here's the thing: I'm I'm not that big of a fan. I think they're a little overrated. I'm not a huge Beatles fan, but there are some songs that I that I really do like, and I think the we're gonna talk about some of those in the movie and stuff like that. So I mean, it, it's I it's, will. Uh, Interesting. Throw this out there. I do think there are a lot of fake Beatles fans. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm. too like it's popular to like them. So I think a lot of people hear one song and like, yeah, mm. I'm cool too. Come together. Look at me. I know it. I mean, look at me. I like the Beatles. I own a Beatles record, Abbey Road. Ever heard of it? Oh gosh. I mean, Just really. Go fall go, off a cliff. Go go back to Film Club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, so uh, who 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 is this movie about? Like, what are the what are the characters? Who is this movie about? Isn't the his name's not Max? That's the brother, right? Yeah. So, oh, um, oh, you don't know the characters' names? Oh no. Oh wow. Sorry. Every character they only say it about fifty billion <laughs> times. Hey Jude. Every character's name comes from a Beatles song. Yeah. Max. Jude comes from Hey Jude. Really? Lucy comes from Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Mm. Prudence comes from. Is that uh, a Dear song Prudence. about drugs? Um, I've heard there's the, much debate about that. Yeah, like oh, John Lennon would say a hundred percent. That was this like the drug period. Of well, John Lennon, I kind of, that's one of the things I like about this movie is that you could argue that the plot structure of the movie was uh, based on like the basically the path that the Beatles took. So you have sort of the more innocent uh, in the in the Cavern Club uh, era of the Beatles. And then there's like the more like enlightened era at the end, which I will say the end was very very rushed in this movie. Okay, yeah. so which we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. So I, I did like that though how they kind of went through the eras almost to like and they their... ended on the rooftop, which is how the last public yeah. uh, performance the Beatles ever did was on a rooftop. I thought I, thought I did that read cool. that. Apple. Another weird thing they did was every um sorry I'll get back on my every character was uh based on like a popular 60s icon like jude was uh kind of an amalgam of all the beatles particularly jimmy hendrix yeah Gosh. that was a very subtle one just where like this jimmy, jimmy i mean and then Jojo. the girl was supposed to be janice joplin right yes that's what i thought oh, yeah, okay yeah. yeah um lucy was a blonde girl which is what all the girls in the 60s look like and max was a famous 60s icon kurt cobain a hundred percent. That's that's who that he's was. He's the one that did that Moulin Rouge song, right? Teen Spirit or something. Yeah. Um, okay. Classic. So we actually open up in this movie in in one of Kyle's favorite movie decisions three in a row. Let's see. Let's see uh, what the next one, how the next one goes. But we start with the ending, right at the top. Kinda. Kinda. I mean, it's like after everything fell apart, and he starts singing "Girl" to the camera. That totally doesn't pan out the way that it. It almost was, it almost teased a tragedy. That was such a quick in, or like beginning. I didn't. Yeah. I totally forgot about it that. Did, uh, it, there was a tragedy. He got kicked out of America permanently for a few minutes. Yeah, but who is it nowadays? 
his accent had I literally you know how it, it's it kind has of like a the, musk. It's the typical American thing where you make fun turn of the England volume people. way up because you can't understand what they're saying. Did you really do that? I had to do that. Oh, seriously, I was like, what is he saying? Uh, and then he evened out when he got to America. I am. Um, I mean, I actually watched it with the closed captioning on. That's I, I did it because like the I, sound was terrible on my like on my TV. Like the music was blasting, but the when they would talk, I could well. That's not. That's neither it, here nor there. It was nominated for best sound editing. Yeah. Not really. I was about to say because is there that. an actual award? It won uh, best makeup, just like Suicide Squad did. <laughs> wow. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? These know movies are getting it right in the makeup department. That's for sure. Really push that. Like, well, well, that's the know? most important aspect of filmmaking is the makeup, which is I, why Suicide Squad is a modern day oh, classic. God. I will say this: I really loved how they showed the different eras of like, or like in in the beginning, how it was 1950s. It was kind of popish and very like, oh, like poofy and overdone. And then you go into London, and it's kind of like the underground. Um, the underground scene like buzzcocks and all that jazz mm-hmm. whereas you go well not jazz but punk but uh, <laughs> but uh then it, like oh it the, cuts... the flipping the flippity flop yeah between like, those two like things. in america it was like elvis that type of rock and then you go that to was, london and it was more hard that was quite a cheat bit cheesy to me yeah i will say this it was very cheesy in some parts yeah very, it was that, very they cheesy. graded that parmesan right on top of that mm. I prefer. I'm a monster I just, guy. I don't get these things you guys are saying. So, but um, so um, she, he it was West Side Story right at the top. He's in the he's a, he's with the he's with the uh, not West Side Story. <laughs> no, no, it was uh, Greece. No, I think I think you're thinking of Across the Universe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyways, back to Moulin Rouge. So, um, with the. <laughs> Now, what they were essentially doing is like um, Jude coming over to America is kind of a metaphor for the British invasion, which uh, that's one defense I have for this movie is obviously the, ter- the characters are terrible. The characters are the worst. There's just nothing interesting about any of well, them. Well, it's a musical, so <laughs> yeah. I think it's, but, um, I kind of. This movie is more like a movie about the 60s. The like I, um, My observation watching it this time was essentially the characters... It's a reverse of most movies. The characters were the backdrop, and mm-hmm. the the setting was the character. It mm-hmm. was the focus. So they are they in college or high school at the beginning? They they, they go to high he school. He gets to he goes to Princeton to meet his dad. Mm-hmm. But it's Princeton High School. And they really followed through with that plot line. <laughs> yeah, where'd that go? Oh, he yeah, they did. I'm gonna need you later, Pa. <laughs> yeah. Thanks that, for being in my life, yeah. so I can finish out this plot. Nice with a bow on it. Oh, no problem, son. Let me finish cleaning this window, and then I'll be back in an hour and a half. So he, he uh, Jude's got a, a girlfriend, Lucy. He meets Lucy. She's got a boyfriend. Is she in the sky? With she wasn't in the sky yet. Not with wow. diamonds, at least. And uh, Gotta wait she's, for the credits for that She's one. like the Sandy of Ridgemont High preppy girl. Mm. And he's, you know, the John Travolta. Who is? Leather jacket wearing oh. Jude. John Travolta oh. was my favorite Beatle. Yeah, he's he's great. Oh gosh. And uh, well, he definitely had a leather jacket in that first scene. Anyway, so well they... again, like um, that's the re- like that's how the Beatles started. Like they were like they were they were thought they were the coolest. They had leather jackets. They thought like they were the chips and dip. You know and what I'm um, chips I and fish. Fig- I couldn't figure this out. <laughs> 
the when we first find Jude, he's like in at the club in that cavern, which is at the very least based on like the very first public appearance of the Beatles. I don't know if it's I don't I couldn't tell if it was shot in the same place or not. But well, so that's what that they was probably about. didn't have the budget to do that. That would make so. sense. Anyway, they end up at a like this dinner scene, right? That's what were they you, having? You think uh, uh, pizza? They had that they, invisible joint. <laughs> That's like, I, I didn't even understand. Smoke came out of his mouth, though. How'd they do that? Well, literally the only reason they did that was for a PG-13 rating. But mm-hmm. he's, there's a joint later on in there, Is isn't there? There's a lot more later on. There's a lot more later on. That was LSD, like, guys. That's fine. There, hey, guys, there are um, bare women chests in this well that's the funny thing like there's straight up nudity in this movie but it's like no joints and it was pg-13 right yeah i was like what well it was i think the ruling the rule for that is like as long as it's not like was it brief sexual but brief it, yeah it was like it was like three seconds long yeah i guess the 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 dinner scene all right so the only reason i wanted to bring up the dinner scene is because they they uh propose this kind of meaningful they basically have this kind of discussion where they're the the parents are like it's not what you it's not what you do but who or they say it's not who you are but what you do and and he's like no it's it's not what you do but who you are and batman's like it's not what you are but what you do that defines you and then jude's like it's not what you do but how you do it and uh so i i, I you know i don't know what to do with and my shia life. labeouf is just like just do it yeah, just just do what the movie told you, man. Just you know what? It's not what you do; it's how you do the voodoo that you do. <laughs> just let it be, guys. You know I, I just wish be. I could be Come in a yellow may. submarine in an octopus's garden some days. You know, I don't get that reference. Uh, um, that was monkeys. Under uh, octopus's garden. Yeah, that was monkeys. Yeah, the Beatles really just ripped the monkeys off. Uh, I mean, especially when they released that song. Yeah, and the monkeys, the monkeys ripped off the animals. <laughs> telling you, it's a. It's a cycle. Mm-hmm. Where so when is the riot scene? <laughs> when did, where does that go from? Let it be. Honestly, I don't. I, oh it's yeah, so that hard was to follow that everything. was so sad. Um, I didn't know. I never caught the first few times I watched this that um, this was like that scene is where JoJo shows up. Like that was his little brother who died. Who? That the that song? Jimi Hendrix. Oh. Oh. I didn't know that. I oh didn't know they gosh. were related. Man, it's like you had to read a book to understand this movie uh, going into You just had to listen to music, man. That's all you got to do. Got to listen to the movie. So was thir- this? 30 minutes in, we see these like riot scenes. Uh-huh. And uh, I had no idea what it was referencing. I was kind of like, am I supposed to know all these re- references to history and, <clears throat> no. and stuff like that? No. I mean, that goes back to my point that I feel like this is more a movie about the 60s than it is. Like It uses... Beatles music to tell the story but it's, and virtually but it's like it bounces so much back and forth between fantasy and reality what was like, fantasy well I mean like you. the whole story all the characters like none of them existed and none of that stuff and then but it's like at the same time you know it's super fantastical even whole set pieces that just weren't even existing but at the same time these like real riots and this real war and all this other stuff so it's hard to can we talk about when Max gets uh, <laughs> drafted and they do that whole stupid, like, soldier? I love that scene. I love that, too. Oh, I love that scene where he... that the, I the, want you. 
Uh, and they, the choreography was really cool in that. It was. That's what I liked about it. I hated like, the it, masks. I was like, there's Jim Carrey. They were like, pretty creepy. I don't remember the masks. What? Like, all the soldiers had, like, the, the same mask. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, same the, face. the chiseled jaw yeah. thing. Yeah. But I thought it was cool how, like, they were, the, it was training. Uh, it was, like, military boot camp training and as a dance, as a choreographed dance. Mm-hmm. And I also like that line. <laughs> When he's like trying to dodge the draft, he's like, "I'm a cross-dressing homosexual with a spot on my lung," and the the dude's like, "As long as you don't have flat feet, <laughs> enlist them." That was pretty funny. Oh uh, that to me, I felt like that uh, that song stood out as like a a good musical number because it, so much of the music up until this point is like twenty seconds of a song, and then bam, right into another thing. So this one felt good because it was almost like just straight up a musical. There's mm-hmm. a setup, there's the song, at least a minute and a half, and then it, and then it ends. I hated that scene so much. <laughs> uh, I, think now, that, I think that was, besides the circus scene, that was my least favorite. The benefit of Mr. Kite? Oh, That, that was weird. That circus scene, I I thought it was like a PBS show. Like, What was that PBS show where? Um, Pappy's Land. That's what it was. I don't mm. know. I don't know Pappy's. Look it at, was it was weird. Like that scene, I think if I had to guess, that was a big reference to sort of their their animated films, particularly Yellow Submarine. And even had like the blue people in that uh, scene was a reference to the blue meanies from the Yellow Submarine movie. That um, that scene was like straight up uh, something that would have been in Moulin Rouge. Yeah, that was exactly <clears throat> what I thought. I was like. Whoa! You're back stepped. in Moulin Rouge. Yeah, and I was not this liking was this. So Just when I think I'm out of there, <laughs> it was it was good up until that point, and I was like, Ah, Moulin Moulin Rouge still haunts me. I was really annoyed by one other song <laughs> that was very on the nose. The scene where uh, uh, the Dear Prudence scene, where Prudence, who She's likes girls, yeah. literally comes out of the closet. But I did some research, and it turns out like that's actually based on a, an actual thing that happened. L- like um. The song was song wasn't written by like a lesbian. It was written by uh, written about a little girl whose name was Prudence, mm-hmm. and like she was scared of something. She was hiding in the closet, and like I don't know. They wrote the song to like. So across the universe has kind of ruined the plot, or like the actual meaning of the of the song, right? Yeah. Well, not, not necessarily ruined it. <laughs> they but changed like, the meaning, I guess. Yeah. To, um, but so that wasn't a, you weren't a fan of that. That uh, another thing I didn't like is how cute everyone was during the musical numbers. Like, and that's the one thing I a complaint I have about a lot of musicals is like, when they're being funny, they're doing cute things, picking on each other, and it's just. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, like what specifically? I've... Well, um, one that I think of is like uh, the bowling scene where like Max and Lucy like keep stealing the ball from each other, and they're like, and they always give that dumb musical look they're like oh oh you scamp why i oughta this is where they fall in love in 20 seconds right and this is the scene they fall in love in yeah i mean to be fair the song they use is i've just seen a face oh okay i love that song i actually love this version of that song too i'd say i probably recognized about 15 percent of the songs okay so so much of it i had no i mean of course i'm like oh that's another beatles song um i do like um the opening track girl even though it was really just like an intro track i've got i've got two i've only got two songs that i actually really liked and the first one was let it be i thought that was Mm -hmm. really cool yeah 
Um, and then the second one was While My Guitar Gently Weeps. I thought that was see, amazing. I actually, see, that's like my favorite Beatles song, but I wasn't... I don't know. I didn't mind this version. Um, I just didn't like the fact that the Jimi Hendrix character didn't really sing like Jimi Hendrix. Uh-huh. He's uh, got a great voice. Yeah. It's like he's, a really he's soulful too good. voice and stuff. Because <laughs> like Jimi Hendrix really wasn't a great singer in my but, opinion. But this is JoJo. Yeah. They have, nothing in, they have nothing in common. We have Girl, Hold Me Tight, which is all right. All My Loving. I thought their version of All My Loving was really good. Now, with a little help from my friends, it's a big example of like Mm-mm. musical humor. Mm-mm. I did where, not like that. Yeah. I did not. That was where the invisible joint comes in. I did not. Oh, yeah. I did not like their version. I did not like their cover of Joe Cocker's cover of the Beatles. <laughs> that was weird. Did you like Joe Cocker's cover of Come Together? No. I didn't either. Yeah. Um, like, as much as I love Joe Cocker and his music, it, it just wasn't. Yeah. I didn't uh, think that song was a good fit for him. Yeah. I Want You, She's So Heavy. I like that version. I thought I Am the Walrus was pretty good. Oh, yeah. What do you guys think of that Bono cameo? Oh, my gosh. I loved Bono. It I was, was like, man, I, I was so stoked when I saw him, first of all, because I'm like, oh, it's Bono. And then he didn't sound, you know, like he sounded like he acted pretty well. You know, I thought yeah. he did okay. And I mean, uh, he... <laughs> he didn't have a great song there, but. I don't know. I, lo- I, I realized watching this, I really like the lyrics of I Am the Walrus. Yeah. They're very. Other than Coco Cachoo. Yeah, I did not like because that's the one where they're like all in the field and they're like shaped like a flower, which I don't like that song in general. Oh yeah, why? Um, excuse me. Uh, why do why I not that, like the why, song? Why, next time? Why? Why didn't you like that? It's why a boring song, and like I mean, I, they there's a cool little reference in that they have nine people singing it, mm-hmm. and in the um, in the original Beatles version, it's like they. Three of them sang it, and each uh, each person each member s- did like three tracks, so like it ended up being like nine. I did not like the Helter Skelter. No, Helter Skelter yeah. was killing me because uh, Across the Universe, which is I, I actually really like that. Yeah, song the Across too. the Universe version. Was and then and great. then they throw in they it's I mean I'm sure it's just an artistic thing they were doing, but to you know not let the song resolve mm-hmm. or anything and just kind of smash it together with Helter Skelter. Yeah. It, those I know they were going for something, them. but I yeah, was like, oh, I mean, it just killed me because I was you can't, really loving that song. Those are two just such different sounding songs. Well, that's, that I think tried. that was what they were going for. Like, it was sure. supposed to be such a... Ten, it's supposed to represent tension. It was like a clash of uh, ideologies. Because hmm. it's like, uh, you have um, Jude, who's sort of the pacifist hippie, and then it's also like a, the really violent riots. Do you have the full song listing? Yes. How many songs is it? Sixteen. Uh, oh my! It's got it's got. Well, be. the soundtrack has thirty-one. Okay, wow. I think I. All right, they should have gone with ten. I think they should have stuck with like ten songs, played them almost full length. I thought had a good intro to them and a good outro to them, and I would have. I think this would have been a. Total, I wish. A, a, much better movie. I wish when they kicked him out of the country, they would have played the song Hello Goodbye because that's how quick it was. Just Hello Goodbye, <laughs> Hello. Like, it was that quick of a... Hey, leave my movie alone. <laughs> um, uh, what do you guys think of Happiness is a Warm Gun? I don't even know what that is. That's the yeah, Salma Hayek nurse scene. Oh, yeah. I said, I kept going, I kept going, is this Salma Hayek? 
And I said, uh, there was no, Cinco it's multiple. Up there. <laughs> Cinco Summer Heights. Oh, no. No. Um, I, don't, I don't get that. Was that, was that really Summer Heights? Uh, yeah, yes. whatever face is. I thought yeah. it was. And they did, you know, they made five of her. So what, Prudence, what was her significance in this movie? I don't. She was friends with. I didn't understand Julie that. <laughs> she was friends with the director. Okay. Which that's another. Um. So that's probably why uh, Bono was there, because like Julie Taymor was the one who did um, Spider Man: Turn Off the Dark. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Which uh, this movie also has some big lawsuit going surrounding it, just just like everything else she does, oh, I guess. But uh, that's we enough. See that, and then see this, and see which one we hate more. Well, <laughs> I mean, or love. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good save there. Man. I will say this movie had sort of a stage show production a lot of the times, and I think a lot of the in, that's why in, in the way that a um, Six Flags has a. Uh, you know, Beatles uh, oh show. No, don't compare it to that. <laughs> no. thing, I think that's a pretty accurate uh, description. I've never been to Six Flags, but based on your description, it sounds lovely. I had some problems with the whole Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix thing. Yeah. It, just that story, the the side story between them and kind of... It didn't really resolve, did it? Well, and then the movie started, was missing a third act. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it resolved, but it was off screen. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was like, wait, what happened? What happened? And then they discussed it. Uh, <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, they have this fight on stage where he's basically like <laughs> taking the soloing. lyrics way too personally. <laughs> he's like <laughs> soloing back at her, yeah. and I said, "Man, it must be hard to argue with the guitar." Uh, all you need was love. All you need is love. That's I really, not true. I really like this version of all you need. I do not like the freeze frame ending though. Okay, so I was like, are we back in two thousand two? You know, it almost it's like never fails with this movie. I thought it started out really cool. I was like, how did she get to that rooftop? Scared. She was on the other one. What happened? So, these two. She people... actually walked into the wrong building. <laughs> these. Two... I know. <laughs> And they're, over here. they basically ran out of funds to film to and refilm that. So they're like, oh, we'll just leave it like that. Do you think that was a metaphor to mean that they could never be together? Mm, but across. Nope. I doubt it. I think that was a metaphor. Like the gap between buildings was a, was the universe. A whole universe. Yeah. Of they, they used to be across the ocean. Yeah. From Which is like as big minutes. as the universe. And then they were across the street mm-hmm. by the end. They weren't quite. They weren't even across the street. They the were movie just is about two people falling in love and getting a little bit closer <laughs> each to each scene. Each. Um, so th- these people are in love. All this weird stuff happens. Bono's in there. They get on LSD, and then that you know, of course, is just kind of the standout I, weird. I didn't like weirdest. that scene. I didn't like how it like switched colors. I like I understand the yeah. point they were going for. It was tripping, bro. It just it was tripping. It like made it too fake. I feel like they could have in, like interpreted that scene better. You know what I'm saying? So I I didn't quite understand. He gets arrested for holding hands. Um. <laughs> For she's rioting or something, and I know that it was based on a true something like the the strike or whatever. Yeah, yeah, strike, strike. Yeah, they it was a true story. Two people held hands, and they're like, nope. And no. then they put him in prison. But then I don't remember what happened. I thought so, he like attacked, like he. Oh, did he punch somebody? I thought he did. I must have closed my eyes oh. for a second and missed that. You mean scene. fell asleep? These you fast forwarded through these it. These scenes go so fast. And I don't think a single one was longer than one minute. So he get he has he goes back to Liverpool. No, no, no. He he's imprisoned, and then his dad 
what does his dad even do there? He gets he goes he's back like, to Liverpool he's anyway. He's like, I'm repaying you, <laughs> or whatever. Or Dude, no, what did you bail no, him? I, yeah, I, no, I think he was like, I told him I was your father. <laughs> and he's like, I don't have any papers or anything. Oh, is that well, yeah, why he's able to come back legally? I yeah, know. I mean, I think, I think he just like, it, his dad says it was an immigration issue, um, which is why they kick him out. And then he like I think they just comes back legally, crappy movie. which I feel like Sorry. is a, a much more involved process than it makes <laughs> no, it out to be. That whole thing happens so fast. And that was the across the universe moment. That was the, we're kind of at the ending where they were discussed. Where and then there's that awkward scene with... with his with his old girlfriend who was pregnant. <laughs> and she was like, I, I started dating someone else after two weeks. You le- like after you stopped sending letters, I was like, wow, okay. Did she also l- learn how to speak a Southern dialect? Yeah. And, uh... She was basically Michael Caine in Second Man Lions. <laughs> and that's, that's who good, her baby that's was. That's a good rep. Yeah, <laughs> that's who her baby was. And, and he, and he, Michael Caine. That, even, though, even though the movie takes place at about the same time as this. Um. <laughs> but yeah, no, I did like the rooftop scene. I like how they implement uh, "She Loves You" like when Max starts chiming in. Yeah, I mean, okay, so rooftop scene. All right, this is the end of the movie. She loves He's you back in America man. legally this time. Who knows why he didn't do it the first time? I guess because he didn't know his dad. That scene in the jail, I thought was. I think something be so similar much... happened to John Lennon, maybe. It almost felt like the whole movie was leading up to that point. Oh, yeah. Now, didn't they play the song yesterday? Wasn't that a... No. I thought it was. Because isn't the song, I don't want to leave her now? That's uh, a... What, what, which one is that? Um, Something. No, I believe in how. Boom, boom, the cool guitar. Yeah. That's something. Something. And that's what it's called, the movie's called. Or the ah, song's called. It okay, yeah. I thought it was yesterday. <laughs> that's something. What was it? <laughs> Beatles. So, re... Title your lyric or title your songs to where we can actually use them in conversations, know, right? please. Come on. All right. So uh, ending, I, I was not a fan of that of how that that collected itself at the end. It that was like freeze frame. Well, I mean Gosh. that was that was that. Were you like uh, not a fan of that? No, he oh. likes those fade outs, right? No, I don't you, even you like have, fade outs. No, no, no. You don't like the fade outs. You like it to just cut straight black. Yes. That's what you love. Like the end of where the you wild know. things are. Okay, so out of a one out of ten, what would you give this ending? And by ending, I mean literally the last one second of the movie. Oh, I hate before just, the credits. I hate freeze frames, so I'd give it a two. <laughs> well, like one being crap. Oh, this is not looking good for yes. this, this ending. Yeah. It wasn't a good freeze frame either. Nobody, he wasn't no. even doing anything. No, it, it didn't even <laughs> it freeze on looking. her. It, it freezed on the girl. It freeze oh. on the girl. And well, she, she was just, just she, looking, right? Yeah, her hair was, was like, like halfway in her face, and you're just like, <laughs> like all derpy. It was, gosh, it was so stupid. <laughs> and That's, then we cut to Bono's version of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Yeah, I was like, yay, more Bono. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was all right. I, so I heard their names too at the very top. I was like, okay, it's Jude. When are we going to hear Hey Jude? And then I, I kept I did, waiting for yeah. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and it never came until it's like, how do we, after the freeze. It's thing. like the one song they're like, I don't know how to put this in here. <laughs> uh, oh, I got it. Credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get Bono just to do the ending credits. <laughs> just And play Dr. Robert. <laughs> all right. Um, anything else, you guys? We talk about reviews. I'm out of notes. I, oh, I didn't even check the reviews. You want me to do that real quick? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about reviews. It was mixed. Let's just end it at that. It was mixed. Us, the our, our reviews only matter. Rotten. Oops. Right? Tomats. 
Rotten what was tomatoes. the score? It was like a it was below like 55. 50s. It was it was in the 50s? I believe so. <clears throat> so that was still it was a rotted tomato. More than, it was more than half of a good movie. Yeah. 53. Psychedelic <laughs> musical uh, numbers can't mask across the universe cliche love story and un- uninteresting characters. Well. <laughs> and let's agree that. on that. <clears throat> yeah. It has a 81 fresh out of 153. So what what's uh, what is like a good positive review? And the audience score is eighty two percent. Oh my goodness! Really? Uh, That's pretty high. It's because the guess only people who watch who this movie wins. Um, are diehard fans? <laughs> I guess. Fans of the movie Die that's Hard. That's a that's a little sneak peek of some future apps. Spoiler! All right, so we're doing all of them. Um, we are. <laughs> oh. So one positive view, Across the Universe isn't beholden to any stage incarnation. It owes its vision to the vibrant imagination of its director, who created a musical that reminds us how cultural, political events can change our tune. Amen. Was that your review? (laughs) Is that you? Did you do that? I don't know if I can agree with it. So the first negative review starts out with an ellipsis, dot, dot, dot. The long and winding road that is Julie Tamor's opulent, eye-filling, and disappointingly uninvolving musical extravaganza, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I think my view is... I think you have to click, like, see more. I don't want to see more of that. He's <laughs> who's, wrong. Who's see more? Anyway, um, I think if you combined Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark plus Across the Universe, you would actually get somewhat of a full movie. It would be very movie. interesting. Spider-Man series. Turn Off the Universe. Yeah, there you go. Turn off the That dark. actually doesn't sound bad. That sounds impressive. Turn Spider- off the universe? Yeah, turn off the universe. I, w- I think it was kind of supposed to be cheesy. I, of course, I expect this with all musicals. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they understood it was like a, a really well, sappy a of, love story. Yeah. And so they were supposed, like, they were like, let's just go with it. You know, let's make this, you know, it's just like M. Night Shyamalan when he, when Shyamalan. he goes into some of those movies. He's like, you know what? Let's just make some bad movies real quick. Let me squeak a few out. Squeak. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get back to the Hold good on. stuff. Let's, let's well, hear your terminology just I, there and squeak a few out. That's that's a filmmaking term you wouldn't you wouldn't know. Yeah. You didn't it's go to school job. for it. I I agree with these reviews. I mean the um, the characters are terrible, but I still again this is where the guilty pleasure element comes in for me. Like I I like it because. Um, like I can use the excuse that for me it's not about the characters. It's mm-hmm. one, it's about the music because mm-hmm. I love the music, and two, it's about an era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more than it is. So, Alex, what's your consensus? Okay, on? so I'm gonna give you my my thoughts. He uh, loves it. We 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 established Okay, so uh, I th- I feel like uh, when they came when it came to the script writing story, I feel like somebody said, uh, "Let me throw all the Beatles lyrics into a blender and." See if uh, if it makes any sense at all to put it into and a movie. And you know what? This might just work. <laughs> um, every musical, uh, just just a general statement, and maybe they're trying to cut new teeth here or, or uh, make their own way or whatever. Uh, jump on the yellow submarine. In this, every musical, unless we're talking operas, has a setup with a scene leading to a, a song, right? Every musical number seems to. Uh, in this movie, it seems like they they just cut into a song, and it's very jarring at first. It's like, uh, oh, here we are, we're doing this, but there's zero setup, and it and mm-hmm. every almost every song starts that way. So 
that was really hard for me because I I'm a huge fan of musicals. I love musicals. Na- but, name a few. Um, well, I'm not seeing La La Land. I don't know why that came to my, my mind first, but <laughs> I'm sure I'll. Let me go it. through all the ones I haven't seen first. <laughs> yeah. West Side Story. I'm a huge fan of West Side Story. Uh, My Fair Lady is pretty good, and uh, Singing in the Rain, that's amazing. Um, Oh, Moulin Rouge. I was about to say, man. (laughs) Um, We should do that sometime. Hey, you know what? I actually have a clip um, that I want to play for you guys. We didn't talk about the visuals, and there are a lot of visuals. What do you guys think of, like, bearing in mind that they were intended to be psychedelic because it's... I will say this. The Beatles. I, I liked the way it was shot. It was... I, yeah. I did write I that. I liked it better than Moulin Rouge. I thought it was a very good-looking movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I really liked how... Which I know that's not a, enough of an argument to make... You argue that a movie's good, but I, it's... Um, I, I felt like, uh, you know, I, Moulin Rouge was a lot grittier. I, I liked that about it, um, but at the same time, like, very... Unique. I mean, I guess it was unique. It, oh, I also have another note. I never... Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but... Uh, when Jude is like hitchhiking and he's about to get in the car, he like almost gets on the like driver's side. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, for, forgot. <laughs> Sorry, I'm from Britain, governor." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh Jude. Hey um, Jude. <clears throat> I'd say uh, some stuff was really great though. Um, some musical, uh, some songs were really really good. I really loved. Um, the two that I mentioned before across the universe. Uh, I will say though, it felt like every time I was getting into a song, it ended. And like, I was, I was starting to get really frustrated with that. Um, I don't think, and this is actually to quote you, Chris, cause uh, you mentioned it when we were doing the Moulin Rouge episode that you felt like th- that this move, that mm-hmm. Moulin Rouge did a better job of weaving in the music than, than across the universe. I don't remember that. I don't even know what Moulin Rouge <laughs> I is. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> and I 100% agree with you, Chris. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that that was really tough, especially um, doing a musical. And, I, you know, I'm not a big Beatles fan, so uh, all that stuff was uh, really lost on me. But, yeah. but I will say this. I think that... If you know a lot about it, if you're a big Beatles fan, if you know a lot about the history behind it, um, I think that makes it a, a step above. I think if you're a Beatles fan, you have to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. And if you know a lot about the Beatles, or if you want to know more about the Beatles, I think that's that's that makes a lot of sense. Too. And more about JoJo and it, yeah, I mean, you also can't forget those guys. Yeah. Well, the movie did so. Yeah. If you, halfway through. If you uh, like the if you like the way JoJo looked, but want someone who sounds completely different, check out some Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, Kyle, what did you think? What are your uh, final thoughts? So I went into this movie expecting not to like it because I don't know. I'm I'm not a huge fan of modern musicals, and so I was like, ah oh, man. And you kind of scared me with Moulin Rouge. I was like, I did not like this one. I don't know if I'm gonna like this one. I went into it. And I will admit it was cheesy, but I actually really enjoyed it. I, I really liked, liked I really liked it. I loved the way it was shot. I loved the songs and like just going into it blindly. I've never heard anything about it. I've never, you know, I didn't know anything about it. I thought it was good. And I, and I was surprised to like hear Beatles songs because I forgot that it was Beatles oriented. So I think it was really cool to be like, oh, hey, I know that song. 
or whatever. And I loved the cameos, loved all that, like Joe Cocker and Bono and whatnot. But um, and what else? Who else? <laughs> and JoJo and <laughs> and Jude. Yeah, and Jude. We'll just name the characters. Max. And... I love it when they entered the room. Yeah, I loved. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it was like the rooms. <laughs> oh hi, Max. Yeah. Oh hi. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so I will say this, though. I liked it a lot better than Moulin Rouge. But like I said, even though it's still cheesy, I did I did like it. Oh, this not even in the same universe. It's across it's from across. it. It's, this is across <laughs> the universe when it comes to good movies from Moulin Rouge. Oh, God. Oh. All right, Chris, what was your final, what was your, what was your perspective this time? Through a critical eye. Well, the thing is, I I hadn't watched it in a couple of years, so I actually expected to like it less, but I liked it more. Do you want to? What do you think? Sure. Uh, should should uh should Chris feel guilty or not guilty for for loving? For I think you should not feel guilty about it. I really I think it would be. So I would tell my friends about it. I would probably watch it again, because I think it was I think it was interesting, and you know I feel like if I watched it a second time, I would have I would pick up more stuff then. Gotcha. Yeah, I think you should uh, never speak a word of this movie again. I I never want to hear another Beatles song because of this movie ever again. Um, Yeah, you 100% should feel guilty (laughs) for liking this movie. Two to three, I win. (laughs) We should say, I guess your vote is not guilty. Um, I don't know. Because the thing is, I think it is definitely, you have to have a certain leaning to enjoy it. Yeah. I just happen to have that predisposition. Yeah. Um, How about Beatles? I think it works. I do think, I mean, I guess I'll say guilty just because it is a guilty pleasure of mine. I'd be really curious to see what what the Beatles honestly felt about it, too. But everything I read, it was like the director asked this person point blank. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't think they could be 100% honest with you if you like asked them point blank what they well apparently it. paul sang along to it so that's i mean i read the same thing <laughs> so this well. would be a definition of a guilty pleasure mm-hmm. so we'll say this this one is guilty wow as a as a guilty pleasure I this think, is our first guilty yeah, this isn't is our first guilty, guilty. oh <laughs> that's really sad you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> all right that's the not guilty podcast thanks so much for listening we'll see you on the other side um of the universe yay is that what i was supposed to say yeah 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 cool all right bye bye uh hello goodbye <laughs> <laughs>